and everyone in the room settle and here we go hello and welcome to the only video podcast <laughs> <laughs> i really enjoy saying that every week the uh, only video podcast about uh some supernatural crime fighting ninjas all set in tokyo uh which is really some piece of shit that i wrote when i was a 14 year old obsessed with joss whedon shows and comic books and all manner of things uh, in which i could steal from uh, and it stars myself and my friend mc here there we are as the uh protagonists i guess you could say i guess yeah the anti-heroes the rugged Roguish anti-heroes, yes. yeah. Good-looking, uh, wisecracking scriptwriters and mm-hmm. uh, computer nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you've missed the previous episodes, um, where the fuck have you been? You've missed so much. <laughs> um, the ninjas have been established. They've met friends. They've uh, had vampires, uh, uh, revenge monsters called Joe, <laughs> and there's bad ninjas. And oh, so much going on. You should totally go and uh, check out the earlier episodes. Mostly because this won't make any sense otherwise. Maybe. Although. I'm not really sure it makes any sense anyway. Mm, well, we'll find out as we go through the episode. Yeah, well, we're on episode 9 now, which is the penultimate episode of season 1. There is one more episode to go after this. So, shall we get into it? Let's do it. This is episode 9, Prophecy Ninja. <laughs> and it's prophecy... Bad, no. <laughs> it's it a really ba- bad... What does that mean? Y- y- you had... You're like, okay, I need two words that sound called prophecy, ninja. <laughs> like, like, the ninja prophecy would have at least sounded, or at least would have made grammatic sense. That's a very good point. Also, have I spelled prophecy wrong? I'm pretty sure you have. It looks really wrong. Yeah. Prophecy, ninja. <laughs> prophecy. I like how you have your own vocabulary in, in Tomorrow Gayson. <laughs> it's episode nine, prophecy, ninja. It's around here somewhere said MC. He rubbed his hands over the smooth surface. Louise was beginning to get bored. Hurry up, she said impatiently. I'm trying, he replied. I just can't find the right spot. (laughs) A bit of innuendo to kick us off in this episode. (laughs) MC had been trying for about ten minutes now and still nothing was happening. Louise wondered why she had bothered. Then, finally, he pushed the correct spot on the huge rock and it cracked in two and slid apart. This is still very sexy. <laughs> pre- the cave inside was dark and smelly. Still very sexy. I'm pretty sure they're literally talking about genitals at this point. Because this, <laughs> this is how sex works, right? Like, you have to find the right spot on the big rock. And yeah, it cracks yeah, and it's in dark two. and smelly. Exactly. Phew! For a minute there, I thought we were going to be trapped on this mountaintop forever. MC didn't get annoyed easily. But it seemed like ever since him and Louise had left the mansion to quest for this prophecy, which is spelt correctly here, huh. not in the main title, interestingly enough. <laughs> Maybe it's a different type of prophecy. Maybe it's depends. Of course. This is a prophecy, but the title is Prophecy, so they're, they're Clearly completely different. unrelated. Different. Completely different. <laughs> MC didn't get annoyed easily, but it seemed like ever since him and Louise had left the mansion to quest for this prophecy thing that Shinno Khan had heard about, all she'd done was complain. First the car journey was too long, then it was too hot at the bottom of this mountain. That's a weird thing to complain about, isn't it? <laughs> like, did they like walk up to the mountain and it was the perfect temperature, but as soon as they got to the bottom of it, it's like, it's too fucking hot, mate. This is a bizarre Goldilocks thing, isn't it? <laughs> then it was too hot at the bottom of this mountain, and yet at the top it was too cold. It had been a while since MC had tried to follow an ancient map around a huge cliff face. (laughs) (laughs) At least two weeks. 
<laughs> and Louise had grumbled when they had to turn back once. He switched his torch on and tried to speak in a calm voice. Look, you didn't have to come. <laughs> this is a proper, like, relationship argument. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we just played that game, isn't it? Give us some practice. <laughs> you didn't have to come to this mountain that was too hot at the bottom and too cold <laughs> at the top. Yeah, well, I was bored, and Chip ain't exactly fun to be around at the moment. Ooh, picking up on the uh, mm. the darkness that was hinted at in Chip in the last episode. God. Maybe. Or maybe he's just a really boring cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a wisecracking scriptwriter. <laughs> He did have to kind of stake his brother, or at least a demon with his brother's looks and memories. Besides, Jay is living at the mansion for a while. You could have stayed there with him. Only if I really felt like knowing what Corey Taylor had for dinner. Ha! Jay likes Slipknot. <laughs> He's rich and he likes Slipknot. That's it. <laughs> they were now away from the dim light of the cave entrance and in complete darkness. Didn't he have a torch? Like two seconds ago. Uh, maybe Chip is, uh, MC is relying on his ninja vision. Well, it says they're away from the dim lights. So it sounds like they put the torch on, but then left it at the entrance and just went into the dark cave without it. Maybe. Um... Ninja senses, obviously. Yeah. Louise held MC's hand so as not to get lost in the many maze-like tunnels in the cave. His eyesight in the dark was good, but this was ridiculous. Why are we after this prophecy thing again? She asked. We're back to prophecy now. And also, why are why are we after these prophecy things again? It's just a mess of a sentence. <laughs> these, yeah. Is there yes, more yes, than is. one prophecy? Is there like? I mean, can you have too many prophecies in your life? I mean, I've never had too many. There's been plenty of times so I'd be like, if only you had one more prophecy. It's because you're too distracted following ancient maps around the clifftops. True. It seems like there's one prophecy, but multiple prophecies. Mm. So is it like, are there multiple prophecies to one prophecy? Oh, that's the point. Like, collect a hundred prophecies and you get a prophecy. I'm not sure of the exchange rate between prophecies <laughs> and prophecies. The nauseam prophecy... Prophet... No. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a tough episode to get through. I can feed it already. Sorry, Shinokan, you can do it. <laughs> the Nazian prophecies are a great legend. Explain Shinokan. Jay was still confused, though, despite this being the third time he had been told. Chip had overheard their conversation from the top of the stairs and joined Shinokan and Jay in the living room. What's this about a prophecy? he asked. <laughs> <laughs> I spell it right once. It's going to get funnier the more we say it. <laughs> Shinno Khan was a patient man. You really had to. You really had to be if you were a ninja master, dead, and having to explain the same thing four times. He took a deep breath. Is um, if he's dead, how does he breathe? Don't worry about that. Is just it, keep reading. Is there a prophecy about it? Explains <laughs> it. Throughout the Ku Klaus' many years of existence, there has been a legend passed down to every ninja and his master. The scrolls... Oh, fucking hell. The, the scrolls of Nazian prophesizes. Major, major what facts. What prophesize? Oh, my God. The scrolls of Nazian prophesizes. Major facts in every generation of ninjas. It could be very oh. useful... In helping us Proph to prolong the world's the ways of the world. What's that? Um, I I just realised the sentence. It's the scrolls of uh, Nazian uh, prof uh, prophesizes major facts. Oh, okay, so, that kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, prophet. Yes, sort of. It is 
Like, ugh, and you're trying to do your racist accent as well, so it's tough to get through. But yeah, the scrolls of Narzian prophesizes major facts in every generation of ninjas. Okay, so a bit of a uh, bit of a uh, exposition here. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's useful. So where do we find this scroll? Asked Chip. Jay, still not sure what was being said. Said, MC and Louise went out to find it about eight o'clock this morning. You were still a s- <laughs> You were still good old Al Seep, the uh, secret identity of Chip. <laughs> he wears a fake hat and a moustache. That's your drag name. <laughs> also, we're back to like specific times and stuff like that. It's like they left at dead on 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I like how Jay knows uh, Chip's Al Seep schedule as well. <laughs> when he's Chip and when he's Al Seep. Chip looked at his watch and saw that it was 11.24 a.m. Christ, how specific can you be? How many seconds, though? I, I think it was really... <laughs> it was dead on. Was rel- dead on. Okay, right, good, because that's really important to the story. <laughs> Chip looked at his watch and saw that it was 11.24 a.m. He'd been sleeping a lot lately. What a... Mm, like a man in great pain or something. <laughs> Could have woke me up, he said under his breath. Shouldn't have Khan shot him a quizzical look. So, uh, what gives us the chance to find it where other ninjas like us have failed? Well, being deceased, I am now able to see things that as a mortal I couldn't. This included the maps where... abouts. (laughs) It's nice that being dead has given him a second sight. I mean, it would explain why he sees everything ever and always knows where everything's going on. That's true, that's very true. Chip wondered if his teacher had seen the events from a couple of weeks ago when he had let a vampire go free. Hmm, I wonder if that was his brother Scoot by any chance. I think, yeah, we we don't need to... It's not a surprise that his brother's a, a vampire now. We can just... No, that was literally the last episode. That was literally revealed yeah. in the last episode. And did you call him Scoot? Yes, because of the typo I made in the previous episode uh, as well. <laughs> completely, joke completely went over my head, sorry. Sorry. Little callback there, little callback for nice, fans, nice. you know, they'll, they'll pick up on that. Yeah, it'll be in the wiki. <laughs> he probably wouldn't understand, thought Chip. Should be an interesting read, he said to Shinno Khan. Who agreed? What would? Asked Jay. Hey. <laughs> comedy. Oh, we've had innuendo, we've had comedy. This is a banger of an episode. <laughs> Louise couldn't believe that a guy who was supposed to have all these ninja-like skills was lost. Again. She let go of MC's hand and carefully walked away. He turned and shone the torch on her. Is that legit, Sean? Is it? I don't know. Is that right? Is is in that weird space where you just assume it's a typo and you yeah, lose yeah. your ability to English? Right, I'll read that sentence correctly and I'll okay. just edit in the right one afterwards. Okay. <laughs> she let go of MC's hands and carefully walked away. He turned and shone the torch on her. Where are you going? He asked. I don't know, she replied. But then again... Neither do you. Oh, sassy Louise coming out. Straight on, the, the, back to her low-fat butter at the house, I think. <laughs> but she's out of sugar, which is probably why she's cranky. Ah, that'd be it. MC put the torch's light back onto the map and protested his innocence. It's not my fault. This map is around a thousand years old and people in those days didn't have much directional sense. But you, if you think you can do any better, then... <laughs> but, but you, if you think... but you, you? It makes perfect sense, Chip. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. He looked in horror as Louise was nowhere to be seen. Even with his trusty torch. Okay, that's the new thing. <laughs> Bugger. He thought. Not again. Is that a Louise being kidnapped again joke? 
Because it's like the third time it's happened this season. Oh, it could be. I feel like I'm almost being clever there. Let's not give 14-year-old you too much credit, but it could be, it could be. We'll find out. MC didn't like mobile phones, but he had brought Jay's alone with him (laughs) just in case of an emergency, like Louise being kidnapped again. Yes, Ah! see, I told you it was self-referential. Yes, get in. Done, 14-year-old chip, well done. Thank you. One thing he failed to take account, however, was the fact that deep inside a mystic mountain, there was not much signal. None, in fact. But since when has it been a mystic mountain? What's a mystic mountain? It's one that blocks your mobile phone signal. <laughs> it's one that's really hot at the bottom but cold at the top. <laughs> he tried banging the phone against the wall, but that just made it break into little pieces. What? How? What? <laughs> Once again. Has <laughs> it... this mystic mountain made you stupid as well? Just treating Jay's possessions like shit as well. Like, <laughs> this phone isn't working. I'll use it. I'll just hammer it against the wall. It broke. Well, too fucking bad, Jay. Fuck you. <laughs> Buy another one. <laughs> You rich slip lot liking person. That's it. Yeah, yeah. he's not even a person. He's just rich and slip lot. Yeah. Well, he said to himself, I guess I'm on my own in the dark and blackness alone. He kissed his torch and set about forming a plan to save Louise. Why are you making out with your torch? Is this because Tifa hasn't phoned you back yet? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not a flashlight, it's a flashlight. Hey, nice. As Chip brushed his teeth, I'm surprised I haven't put at 11.37am, <laughs> his thoughts wandered to MC and Louise and if they had located the scrolls. The way Shinno Khan told it, it would not be easy. Chip spat out the final mouthful of minty foam <laughs> and suddenly <laughs> he realised if this Nazian scroll was so ancient and hard to get hold of, then surely it would be well protected by something strong and no doubt dead. Uh-huh. He grabbed a towel. And headed downstairs. Is that going to be his weapon of choice for this uh, fight? Or is he naked? Nice. Jay was instructing two men who were wearing brown overalls. Right, okay. Uh They were hauling a great big wooden create. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) How big is this wooden create, I want to know? (laughs) Great, great big? Is that the scroll? Asked Chip. Yes, because old pieces of paper with very old writing on it come with free home delivery. Oh, Jay being a sasspot now. Yeah. Good comeback, thought Chip. Even if he did wish he thought of it. Fair play, he said. So, what is it? It's a pool table. What happened to you not wanting to spend money on your friends? I like that, but that's the justification. It's not like (laughs) we're spending all of Jay's money. It's like, I thought you didn't want to, like, spend some money on your friends who love you dearly. No, damn, Chip, we're we're dicks. We don't deserve (laughs) Jay. We don't deserve Jay. He should leave. He should find (laughs) friends who like him for him, him, for being him, not just... just... He's just going to get kidnapped again, so he's got to put up with it, I'm afraid. Uh, Oh, poor Jay, he's trapped, isn't he? He's trapped in this abusive relationship. (laughs) Oh, this is tragic. He's, he is the real tragedy. It's not Chip and his vampire brother or whatever. No, it's Jay and us abusing him. Oh, poor guy. It's just this once, because you saved my life. Oh, <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse. Oh. And in with the next guy as well. What about next time? <laughs> I want a pool table every time I save your life. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. You could be dying in the fucking street. I wouldn't lift a finger to save you unless you buy me a pool table. Oh, dear. I hope we never get a rich friend. I know. I know. We'll see. 
said Jay, who was really hoping there wouldn't be a next time. Want a game to christen it? Hmm, thought Chip. Shall I go and warn my friends about pending danger or play a game of pool? I'm breaking, he said. Oh, wow. Uh, like, so, Chip just got an uber dick now. He's just a dick to everyone. Like, he's, like, mostly abusing Jay, and then also he's not going to go and warn his other friends of danger. It's, Chip's a prick, man. I think it's meant to be a joke. I mean, like, it's clearly a structure of a joke. You can see there's a joke there, but it's just overshadowed by Chip being a fucking cunt. Yeah, he's a terrible human being. Who is the real villains of this series? That's what I want to know. As MC crept through the black tunnels, he thought about what weapons he'd wished he'd brought along with him. A sword, some nunchucks, and maybe even a chainsaw. Hey, Evil Dead reference. Nice. Anything would have been dandy, but instead all he had was his fist, which he couldn't see anyway, and a torch. Uh, so he doesn't have two fists. Is that what we've established? Apparently so. Uh, I mean... Maybe the other one appears in the prophecy? I don't know. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> MC will get a second fist. <laughs> That's how the season ends with that bombshell. Just then, he heard a faint moan or a growl of some kind. It was coming from the left somewhere. It's a very... Like, the left? <laughs> it's a very vague sentence. Faint moan or a growl of some kind. <laughs> it was coming from the Labour Party, apparently. <laughs> Slowly, it seemed to get closer and closer. Until MC could hear both a moan and a growl. Ah. Except the moan was from Louise, and the growl coming from whatever had taken her. MC moved the torch towards the sound, then dropped it was a... Well, hang on. MC moved the torch towards the sound, then dropped it was a strong force hit him on the back of the head. Oh. Oh. That, that happened. Right. That, there's some things happens, I think. <laughs> he quickly regained his feet, and tried to get to grips with his surroundings. Which, of course, was just a dark. I think we've established it's the dark <laughs> now. I think we, we, we've got that. But how many he fists felt... does he have at the moment? <laughs> He's got three now. Okay, wow. He felt a movement behind him, and was able to block another back attack. This time, he had something solid in his hands. Oh, mm, what? Uh, mm, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what are Let's you talking about? On. <laughs> MC grappled with this thing, and... <laughs> And threw some kicks to its midsection, or what of been his midsection if MC could actually see it. Mm-hmm. He refused to let go of his opponent, even when he had to take a couple of hits himself. Finally, he got a hold of a round-shaped object, which he assumed was this thing's head. <laughs> he twisted it at a 90 degree... And there was a snapping sound. <laughs> he twisted it at a 90 degree... And there was a snapping sound. I just, I know earlier with the whole opening up the rock thing, it was definitely a double entendre and uh, thingy. But this whole sequence I'm reading as double entendre and it makes it so much better. <laughs> MC's got something solid in his hands. He's <laughs> grappling with it. He's, he's a round shaped object. Exactly. Which he's assuming is a head. Yeah. And he's twisted uh, it at a 90 degree, the most pleasurable of degrees. <laughs> You always get a snapping sound during when you're having a wank, right? <laughs> Suddenly, lights ripped through the cave and its tunnels, showing everything. Louise was lying on the dusty floor, across from where the thing MC had just killed should have been. It wasn't. Weird. Said MC, as he picked Louise up. He located the map, and they set off again. If only they knew where they were. This is completely not interesting what's happening with MC and Louise at the moment, is it? I mean, he just... just... 
jerk off some phantom giant penis. But other than that, it's He's pretty boring. He's just gone for, to make the jokes about penises and vaginas and mm-hmm. just loads of sex puns, really. Mm-hmm. I see nothing wrong with that. Right, that's 7-0 to me, said Chip as he sunk the black ball. Yeah, all right, replied his defeated Jay. We haven't all got ninja sight and accuracy. <laughs> so Chip is using all his ninja skills to win a pool and then boast about it as well. <laughs> I really hope they're playing for money. <laughs> Also, while he's put his entire fortune down on the table, <laughs> while his friends are in danger as well, like, uh, I'd love yeah. to save them, but I gotta humiliate Jay first. <laughs> Chip was just about to set up the balls when he sensed a presence behind him. He turned, expecting to see Shinno Khan standing there. Instead, he saw a beautiful young lady. Hmm. Hmm. Jay started to panic when she flashed, flashed them her police badge. This is a very innuendo heavy episode isn't it like... I think we're reading into things now to be fair <laughs> everything here is paid for he started well except for the mansion itself but but we're claiming squire's rights Jay wiped the sweat from his brow relax said Chip this is MC's friend Tifa Lockhart I presume he held out his hand and the detective shook it firmly lucky guy thought Chip I like that he thinks he, he uh MC is lucky after the firm handshake. It's not a bad big chip. It's like, oh, yeah. Strong That's grip what he strength. looks for a woman. He'll, yeah, he'll nice handshake. Really be able to uh, twist round shaped objects at 90 degrees, <laughs> getting a snapping sound on that. Is MC about? <laughs> is that going to be your Tifa voice? Because I'm going to get an erection every time you do that. You know that, right? <laughs> That's the plan. Don't worry, I'll, I'll snap your penis at a 90 degree <laughs> angle. Is MC about? Asked Tifa. Jay was just about to inform the nice normal lady of the ninja's quest for an ancient scroll when Chip intervened. He's out at the moment, on an errand. Oh, what? P.I. stuff, I guess? Chip and Jay looked at each other. You guys are private investigators, right? Of course, said Chip. Well, can you let them know that I pop by? With that, Detective Lockhart left the mansion, no doubt turning as the camera swoons round on her butt, which is like swaying from side to side, leaving Jay and uh, leaving Chip and Jay cursing MC's luck with her firm handshake. <laughs> Why would they curse his luck? You've got really good luck. Yeah, but they don't because their girlfriends have weak, limp handshakes. Ah, oh, that's true. That's true. That's that's how you judge a, a woman's state worthiness right like if I'm on OkCupid I just go straight for the handshake rating (laughs) I don't believe my luck sometimes MC felt like going into a ninja rage (laughs) on this piece (laughs) 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 Uh, I like Uh, how I developed ninja as an adjective in certain uh, things (laughs) MC got out of his ninja bed and went into the ninja bathroom where he went to the ninja loo and had a ninja shower then he had his ninja breakfast and he ninja brushed his ninja teeth yeah. MC felt like going into a ninja rage on this piece of garbage that claimed to be a map six times now him and, and Louise had passed down this corridor and it didn't get any better looking Louise wondered what was on Japanese telly at the moment even though she didn't really understand any of the country's soaps, she still watched them with a fiery passion. Because girls like soaps. They do, it? that's all they watch is soaps. While eating low-fat butter. <laughs> but no sugar, because there's none left in the cupboards. 
Oh man, I just realised. I really hope there's a point when Louise and Tifa have a conversation. <gasps> oh yes, we're gonna be. Oh, we're gonna be giving each other firm handshakes all night. Oh, we're gonna get an 18 rating on iTunes just for that conversation. <laughs> Maybe we should just head back and talk to Shin no Khan again. He might know why we keep going in circles, she said. MC agreed, but said they should rest for a couple of minutes while he tried to figure out the way to the exit. He leaned against on of the walls. <laughs> And it caved in. <laughs> Louise hurried over to the fallen ninja and found him lying across a rusted chest. Groovy. Said MC. And that's where we're going to end part one of Profesi Ninja. So, we yes. both did some sexy voices. Yes. Um, we established that a woman's soul worth is ac- uh, uh, according to how strong the handshake is. Mm-hmm. We finally met Tifa Lockhart for the first time. Uh-huh. She's and got... for some reason, she thinks we're PIs. Yeah, I guess that's the thing we said. Because I think that might be an angel reference, you know. Ah, that makes sense. And when I say reference, I mean I think I might have stolen that from <laughs> Angel, you know. <laughs> that makes more sense. It does. That's probably what it was. Um, but yeah, she's been built up as uh, quite a bit. She's finally arrived. Yeah, and of course, most importantly, we found out that um, sex involves getting round-shaped objects and snapping them <laughs> at ninety degrees. Hey, we never said this wasn't going to be educational. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm looking forward to do uh, part two of Profesi Ninja to see if we can find all the Profesis. Uh, it looks like we've uh, MC stumbled across them in a rusted chest. Um, I want to see if uh, Chip beats Jay at any more board games and then beats him up for not having his dinner on the table or anything like that. And maybe um, tries to save his friends' lives, maybe? Nah, that's nah. nah, nah, nah. nah He's just going to be practising handshakes for the women in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want Tiva Lockhart to turn up again because fuck me, your voice is really sexy. 